Previously on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Things got off to a rocky start when a late addition, Artie and Brenda DeCaplany, showed up on the scene. Hey, get off me! I didn't come here on purpose! I didn't want to be here! Artie, get off of him! Artie! Instantly, Dr. Drew had a lot of work to do breaking up a fist fight between Bam Margera and Connor DeCaplany. Guys! Guys, please stop that. Dr. Drew, don't just stand there. Get up. I'm tired of hearing about Ryan Dunn. Get over it, babe, and get off my husband. Even Brenda turned physical against April Margera. All fists were flying. You stupid fucking cunt. You raised one fucking hell of a son. This new don't fucking sucks. He took a dildo up the ass in Jackass 3. And he's gonna do it in Jackass 4 when I get him clean and I get him for more money. I'll fucking stab you, bitch. Alligator in my kitchen. But Dr. Drew made a vow to fight drugs in every person, no matter how hard the addiction. Uh, I don't want any help. It's the shocking season finale of Celebrity Rehab. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, s I'm sitting here today with, well, why don't I just let you guys introduce yourself? Artie? Uh, yes, uh, hello. I'm former Congressman Artie DeCablany showing up to this bullshit uh, intervention. Artie, um, it's not bullshit. You like, you like this show, don't you? Uh, yeah, I like watching everybody else on it, but not me. I don't need to. First of all, uh, just honored to be considered a celebrity. Just honored. Humbled. From the bottom of my heart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't see this as an addiction. I, I just like doing heroin. I'm not addicted. I just need it to get through every day. Okay, Artie, we're um, going to get into the addiction part later. I just wanted you to introduce oh, yourself. Sorry. Uh, and this is my mother slash my wife. No, yourself, Artie. Oh, uh, I'm Congressman Artie DeCaplany, and I created incest law. Moving on. Brenda, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Brenda, Artie's mom. Now, I know what you're thinking. Artie might be in trouble, but he's not at home. He's not with me. I might be his mom. I'm also his wife. Hi. Uh, she sits there and she says hi and she pretends like she wasn't addicted to heroin just a week ago. I was ago only addicted to it because you introduced me to it, buddy. Uh, well, you lost all of our money and then we 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 were both in a downward spiral together. You went up and got the gin some days, or I poured the vodka others, but we were in it together. I know, and now you left because you're a stick in the mud, and then you called A&E to get me on what? Intervention? I didn't Bullshit. call A&E. A&E called me because there were reports all over Fox News, CNN, ABC, NBC, that... Congressman Artie DeCaplany was now addicted to heroin after losing all of his money. Well, I mean... Shamed wife embarrassed to be with him. Embar shamed wife embarrassed to be... That's what the media... Talks to me. Okay, media okay. Talks to me, Drew. Artie, I think we should 
focus on one thing at a time. We're getting to know, you know, just way too much at once. When was the first time you did heroin? Oh, uh, first time, probably 13 years old. 13 uh, years old? Yeah. And what was that like for My, you? That was incredible. Really incredible. Hobo gave it to me. My mom didn't pick me up from school that day. Uh, and I walked home from high school and there was a hobo selling heroin and I told him I didn't have any money but I wanted to try it. He gave me a shot for free. It's true. He came home with track marks in his arms. He loved it. He was having a great day that day. We made beautiful love. It was a really great day. Yeah. He made beautiful love to me that day. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Brenda, can we just hold off on uh, your input for a second? Um, Yes. We please shut the hell up. Do you see the way he's been talking to me? He's got such an attitude. Dr. Drew, he's had such an attitude ever since he started doing heroin. You're probably you just in a, in, you're probably just You in a turned bad me mood. into celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew. I'm allowed to be a little annoyed. You didn't have to show up. Oh, okay, said the people who put me in straight jackets and dragged me here once you signed the contract Kaplan, to appear put, on the show. Who put you in straight jackets? Nobody put, Your producers. Nobody put you in straight jackets, Artie. Oh, now you're Is it possible you have a warped perception of reality? Bam Margera is in the second part of the episode, Artie. Bam Margera is I not I guarantee if you call Bam Margera, <laughs> he would back me up that you put people in straight jackets. You don't want people to say because you are affiliated with Oprah hey, and hey, all this. Hey, yo. <laughs> you don't want to have your opinion. Hey, yo, like, I'm sorry to interrupt this, though. Bam. But he's right. Thank you. See? Don't they touch put, me, they bro. Put you in straight don't, don't touch me, bro. I'm not in incest like that, dude. Oh, get the fuck out of here, you drunk. Fuck you, dude. Are we about to fist fight again? I'm, just go- I'm gonna go call Johnny Knoxville. And he's gonna oh. kick your ass. I would do anything to get my ass kicked by Johnny Knoxville. I'd- <laughs> he's sexy. Ooh, so you're fucking gay, too. Just get out of here. I know you are probably you, you, you acting homophobic, even though you most Bam likely Mar- had sex with Ryan Dunn. Or you, or you better be nice to the Bam if you ever want to see Jackass Four. Jackass Four isn't happening. You know why? Cause you're a drunk. This fucking guy. Yes, we know your best friend died. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Watch me blow my fucking brains out, Artie! Oh my god! Oh, 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 oh! Oh my god! I'm covered in Bam Margera's blood! His brains are all over me! Dr. Chu, why did you let this happen? Why did you let Bam Margera die? Somebody call Johnny Knoxville! He's going to be this. He's with Ryan dead now. If there's any consolation, we know he is going to be happy with Ryan done in hell. Thank you for joining back into Celebrity Rehab. This episode, we have Artie and Brenda DeCaplany. This episode is now dedicated to Bam Margera. Artie, your addiction pushed you to a point to make someone kill themselves in front of you.
when are you going to admit this is an issue? Well, that totally was not my fault. Uh, you know, that was a, you know, as much as I love Bam and all that wacky shit he did in the TV show and in the movies, uh, well, that was a troubled, troubled man. And uh, <laughs> anybody that would put a gun to their head like that and blow their brains out in front of me, my mom, uh, Dr. I think Drew, it's the coward's way. It's, yeah, it's a coward. He's truly a coward, but uh, yeah, nope, not my fault at all. <clears throat> nope. Congressman DeCaplini, do you experience, um, how do I put this, what you would call empathy? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was, uh, I was pretty sad when the baby got taken away, you know, Johnson, mm -hmm. I put my finger in its mouth and I missed it and, uh, you know, I missed the little, miss its little gums on my fingers, but, uh, kind of a weird thing that, to bring up to that question, what? That was, I feel empathy for little Johnson, you know, I miss him, I want to try to get him back and, but do you feel, release. do you have any idea what? Bam Margera was going through during this episode. Uh, Are you I, familiar I, I, with the story? I mean, you must be because you knew he had an alcohol issue. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing he was really dealing with today was getting his ass beat by me yesterday. Kicked his ass. Kicked his ass at the group meeting yesterday. Remember? Congressman DeCaplini, something I'm saying must not be getting through to you. There was a man right in front of you, and you told him that he was gay with his dead best friend. He's Saw mourning his loss. Saw it on the blog, Dr. Drew. <laughs> saw it on the blog. And I say, Drew, I, I saw it on the blog. I brought it up. Maybe it wasn't appropriate, but... You, I mean, other yeah, people I, say it. Dr. Drew, I don't know why you harped on this for so long. Audie didn't do anything wrong. And thank I, you. And, you know, I just want to say thank you for the new clothes. Thank you for buying them for us. I think this dress looks really pretty. Do you think it looks pretty, Dr. Drew? Be careful what you say, Drew. I make me people kill themselves. Brenda, are you, are you trying to flash me your vagina? Do you like what you see? <laughs> Close your legs. You know I'm a good girl, Audie. <laughs> See, she does this in front of me, and then she wonders why my arm craves the drugs. <laughs> what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'm stressed and depressed. You want to have sex with Dr. Drew right here in front of me. Well, you won't have sex with me. Since when wouldn't I? You can't get it up now that you've been on heroin. You just lay there like, oh, oh. Oh, for so long, and I, you know, I try to get it up. I try to do a little something, a little pumps for you, at least five or six pumps. Nothing happens. Oh, maybe we need to get Viagra or something. I mean, I who says the answer is getting off heroin? Okay, guys, I. This is not divorce court. This is not marriage counseling. I am here to help specifically you, Artie, with your addiction. Okay. We have an amazing facility we can bring you to that would, at the very least, get you back to baseline. You know, we need to get you to baseline sobriety, and let's just see if your thoughts go any differently. If you get there and you, and you think, okay, I want to do heroin again. You know, obviously, after we release you, you will be free to do heroin again. 
Oh, you'll give me heroin? We're not, no, we will not provide the heroin, but, you know, you're, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. You know, drugs are legal now. Yes. So you. We can go to Oregon and start anew. No, no, that's not the. That's not the point of the rehab, Artie. The point of the rehab is so that then you don't why want. Why did you say all of that? I'm just saying you have you would have the choice, but why would the, you I, even give me the option? Because if you give me the option, I obviously want to do heroin. Artie, do you do you want to stop doing drugs? No, but I want I I want to do I want to get the kid back for my. For my wife, and I want to live a long time, but I also want to enjoy the time that I'm alive by shooting up heroin. Artie, it, yeah, and you just said it. You you have to realize that you want to live a long time and get your baby back, and all that it would take is for you to stop doing drugs, and that right. that is not enough. Artie, that I... is addiction. Oh. Well, I mean, at the very least, I just need to make it look like I am not doing drugs, you know. Artie, you're on national television saying that you're going to fake everybody out and tell everybody that you're not on heroin when you are. You think CPS is going to believe that? Honest to God, Drew, how many people are watching? I've never seen an episode. We have two million viewers every episode. Not to mention (laughs) the four million that we have that watch various YouTube clips. Oh, and, and our Facebook page going, with over 6 million followers. And you're going to cut out that part where I just said that and put it in a little video that you share on all of your platforms to promote <laughs> the show? Yes. And next week it'll probably be in the intro of the episode? Absolutely, yeah. Audie, okay, so, Audie, you, I mean, see, you keep see embarrassing me. Everybody in the fucking world is seeing this. I don't know why you're getting all mad at me for thinking I'm thinking I'm bringing you on a show to fucking exploit you when you've been exploiting yourself. What's the last time you turned on Fox News? Not in a while, honestly. They're talking about you nonstop. It's well, you why? and Benghazi. Well, you and Benghazi. It's well, I mean those. I don't know why they're spending so much time on me when there's four dead Americans in Benghazi that Hillary still hasn't answered for, truly. And that dumbass Obama. And now you've got the vice president pretending that he just got elected president. So, <laughs> something needs to be investigated there, not me. Artie, what do they have to say about me? I made focus. a bad business Artie, move. We're lo- Artie, have you ever been diagnosed with ADHD? Oh, no. Diagnosis. Why? Hey, I don't have ADHD. My mom said she fucked my principal so that they wouldn't call me autistic. Artie. Right, mom? PTSD diagnosis. Artie, your mom has been molesting you. She molested you, Artie. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. Do you... Artie, that has a tendency to mess with people severely, psychologically. It could have, it, 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 it didn't just could have. It entirely shaped the person you are today. What, Dr. Drew, what the fuck are you talking? Artie, let's get out of here. This is, this is ridiculous. Wait, 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 I want to hear what he has to say. What What do you mean what he has to say? What kind of effect? Listen, 
People are calling me retarded more often today than they were years ago. You said that you fucked my principal, so he didn't call me retarded. Now Dr. Drew is saying I'm retarded, and he says it's because you fucked me. Doctor so I want to hear what he said. Artie, I, I want to clear. I am not saying you are retarded. Well, you said I have ADHD. What is the difference? I mean, a mental retardation is a mental retardation. Call it what you call it. It's, it's already mental illness is entirely different from mental retardation. And we don't even call it mental retardation anymore. We call it on the spectrum. I don't like Spectrum. I like Time Warner much better, so I would rather go Okay, to Artie, you're retarded. Diagnosis. Okay, well, Artie, let me, just... let me reason with you real quick, okay? Man to man. Okay. You have just been diagnosed with retardation. Not even autism. Not even on the spectrum. Developmental disability, IEP. I gave you the old school diagnosis. Do you think a retarded man would be able to make the best decisions for himself? Are you re are you too retarded to answer that? Mm, well, it depends on what you mean. So yes, I guess I am. Do you think a retarded man could do the best for himself? Yeah, I mean, why not? Some people get to live on their own and just have somebody come check up on them every once in a while. So why not? Have you ever lived on your own, Mr. DeCaplini? Well, that's a trick question because I lived with my mom and then I met my wife, Petunia, right out of high school. And then when I murdered her, I moved back in with my mom, who became my spouse. So it's a, you know, you can't really... No, I've never lived alone. The only time he's lived alone, Dr. Drew was in prison. That's true. That's true. I was in prison for murder. But then I became a congressman, so it's all worked out in the end. Artie, you have... You had, just a month ago, billions of dollars, and now you have nothing. Can you not see that you have lost billions in this downward spiral? Well, of course. And I, but what I mean, that's just a bad business move. You know, it's not my fault. I just made a boneheaded move. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, I think Petro is going to do great things at the Kentucky Derby now that he owns it. Uh, you know, it was a, a proud ownership for one month from me. Uh, but what can you say? I lost all the money, uh, but that I don't think that has anything to do with the heroin addiction because I got addicted to heroin after I lost all the money, so point for me. And you also lost your child and made a man kill himself in front of you. <laughs> well, not my child, uh, but I'm trying to get it back together. You know, I'm trying to get it back. I'm trying to do our the right child. thing. Our child. Thank you for saying not my child, Audie. It's our child. Thank you. No, it's actually yours and Destiny. No, it's ours. It's ours. <laughs> Whatever you, you want to believe, Brenda, but that's my brother, not my baby. That's how I see it. Yeah, oh, you're, and you're, my, you're my husband, not my son. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. All right. Do you see how she talks to me, Drew? Like, no wonder. I mean, she talks to me like I'm an idiot. Brenda, you, so are, no you I... are speaking to Artie awfully condescending. You know, I think there might be some sort of superiority complex you have with each other. You know, this there aren't relationships like this. You know, you may have made incest legal, Artie, but largely everybody resisted it. Well, that's what you say, but the law is the law, so just like Obamacare, it stands. Nobody likes that either. Yes, Artie, like, uh, we're not talking about Obamacare. 
Okay. Nothing seems to be getting through to you, Mr. DeCaplany. Hmm. But I think this next guest will. Yes. We have opened up a portal to hell in the green room. What? And our next guest, Latricia. Nice to see you again, buddy. Get me fuck out of here. What are you bringing Latricia here for? Artie, we have brought Latricia here because we want to show you what happened in child protective services in the spirit world. Recognize this little fella? <laughs> Get your hands off of him! Johnson! No, no! His name isn't Johnson anymore. Yes, it always will His be. His name is now Keith. The worst name you named my baby Keith? What the fuck is this bitch? Dr. Drew, what the fuck is this bitch doing with my baby? What's going on? Do Dr. Drew, why did you give the baby to no, Latricia? Re relax. Ar Artie, we're going to let Latricia explain. I adopted him. There's not much to explain, Dr. Drew. You can't adopt our baby. It was supposed to be in foster care until Dr. Drew got me clean. Okay. That was the agreement Latricia, with I the think court. You might be a little confused. She did not adopt the baby, Mr. DeCaplany. The baby is in foster care and she's looking after it. Now you still have the opportunity to get this baby back out of this demon's arms. Will you do what it takes? I ain't never given him up. You are absolutely... He sucks on my fingers so good! Don't you put those fucking demon fingers in my baby's mouth! Dr. Drew, I think what you've done here is one of the most twisted and fucked up things that has ever happened. Artie, I, I did earth. not give this baby to Latricia. This happened through the bureaucratic processes Whatever of the spirit world. you want to say, you are using it against me. To make me give up the only thing that gives me any sort of pleasure in this life. Artie! Go to fucking rehab! Fuck you! Dr. Drew? I will go to the rehab. You will listen to everything I say and tune in every Tuesday at 8. Back. Maybe. It's good since 1898, they say. I bet it is. It's so good. Imagine a root beer that's actually been aged since 1898. Oh, yes. Do you think it gets better? Yes. It burns. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, hello and welcome to Vote Tape. Do you remember <laughs> Camp Wilson? 
I remember when Camp made Wilson. Fruit beer with sassafras. Yeah, I will yeah. never forget that. Didn't taste good at all. No, it was fuck. It ta- <laughs> I mean, it was just the root of root beer. We kind of just made this I, half-ass root beer drink with no sugar or anything. I can't tell you how much I was looking forward to making and drinking that root beer. Me too. I thought was it was going to no be like pop. the best root beer ever right. too. There was no pop at Camp Wilson. You could only have fucking orange juice or milk or water, apple juice. Yeah, like the shit oh, you would I get at like dying. the uh, cafeteria. I was dying for that root beer. It was the most pitiful excuse for root beer I've ever heard in my entire life. It was, was it even carbonated? Yeah. I would know. It was just, I would call it 100% tea. Well, it, you know, it was tea because they sell sassafras tea. You can go buy it. So they tricked us. Yeah, I mean, no, they didn't because sassafras is like the root they use for root beer. True, but they... But they really I, they really hyped up the root beer part of it. They're like, this is in right. root beer, kids. Aren't you excited right. about nature? You can- And it didn't taste like root beer at all. So, you know what? I got to say... I'm glad the place is closed down right now because of COVID. Oh. Now kids won't have to go through the torture. You think they're still thing, doing that? Going, I would. Th- how many things could you really do at Camp Wilson? I mean. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what would I mean? be nice is if on a follow-up episode of the show, you know, when they're open, we could call them on the show and, ask. Yeah. and be like, you know, and get the get the answers. Be like, and just be like, we seem to remember that you guys told us we were going to be making root beer. Are we just like misremembering like what you <laughs> taught us? Because I seem to remember like thinking we were going to be having like a nice Barks root beer homemade at the end of the night, and that was not what you delivered. <laughs> Could you imagine giving up a call, be like, hi, uh, I went to camp there in uh, fifth grade. What year was Literally that? Literally 2005. Oh my god! <laughs> Hi, fifteen years ago, I came to camp there. <laughs> Just tell them the whole story of making sassafras, and I just had to bust up that knowledge like a month ago because somebody was asking me. It was probably Abigail about like what's. She's like, "What the hell is sassafras?" Well, it's root beer. Thank you, Camp That's Wilson. Thank you. Honestly. You know, I gotta say one last note on Camp Wilson. No, it's that I think we gotta have a discussion about Camp Wilson. I don't think there's any stopping it. I was so. I got so much to say about it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> I was so sad at. Well, so I was nervous at first because I had never, you know, the only place I'd really spent the night before was at Austin Studebaker's house, and I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was afraid, and. Uh, by the time we were done, I was crying when we left. I cried on the bus ride home. Oh. I, you know, I had a very similar experience, and actually, I wish this didn't have to follow me my entire life, but I chickened out about three days in. I think it was a five-day Are camping trip. I faked six so I could go home. I had no idea. I did. What caused you to do it? Dude, I was just the same thing you were feeling. I was an only child. I really hardly like if I ever went to somebody else's house, it was my aunt's house. I'm like, I've been going up there since I was a baby. Never stay the night at friends' houses ever, because like my only friends up until then were like Tyler Denson. I might have stayed at his house yeah. once, but it was not a comfortable experience. <laughs> I can only and imagine not. Fucking Courtney Pearson's dad, rest in peace, oh, was sleeping. <laughs> was 
sleeping like right above me. Oh, I, I had a room above? with like yeah, like the people. Why like, did I, he sleep on the top bunk? The, the, I, I feel I don't like know. the chaperone should be on the floor ready to jump up. You know, I don't and, know. You know what I mean? That's weird. I might, I might but... be remembering it wrong, but this is the memory as I I'm feeling it. it now. Um, it was just I, I signed up to be with so many people. You know, you could say whoever you wanted to be with, and like they had some way of figuring out like who preferred who. Right. But like I must have preferred a lot of people who didn't prefer me, because I got stuck with all the fucking misfits. So who was in your cabin, and do you remember what it was called? I'm pretty sure Tyler Sindel or somebody like that was in oh. my cabin. I had Tyler Denson, um, somebody like just all like the random ass kids. See, Jason Hennigan, I, maybe. Oh, now that's interesting because I have a story about Jason Hennigan at Camp Wilson. Um, but in my my cabin, we were in Panther. We were the Panther cabin. And uh, our chaperone was Allie Ullery's dad, Mr. Ullery. I remember I remember him being and, on that trip. Yeah. I, I had a really weird, like, fond connection with Mr. Ullery. And Allie Ullery's mom bowled for years on the same league that my mom bowled in. Okay. And so I would see Allie Ullery, Allie Ullery's mom, and occasionally Allie Ullery's dad. And every time I'd be like, what's up, Mr. Aldery? <laughs> because, like, I'm, I was that kid. And uh-huh. I'm like, you know, we had that connection. Uh, well, who knows whether he actually... Well, he... So the, the reason I think he liked me is because he laid down to... T- we were, like, in the, like, nap period before we were going to, like, the next event. And he's like, I'm going to lay down and take a nap. He's like, are you going to stay awake? I'm like, I can. And he gave me his watch to keep time... And then wow. wake him up in like fifteen minutes to you know however long. Wow! Yeah, so I was I was he really trusted you. That's that. so sweet. Because I was in a cabin with Cody Loft, Justin Flippo, oh. uh, Cody Lambert, uh, Brandon Allison was in there. Brandon uh, Allison, wow! Yeah, he got to he yeah. got to hang out with much cooler kids. Oh yeah, uh, I think Jeremy Locks might have been in there. Uh, but that that one I'm a little hazy on, and I think Dylan Borders was in there too. Okay. I think, yeah, I, it was okay. A, it was an odd cabin. Now how like and then Allie Ellery's dad. I think in these episodes, Zach, we should start like describing these people more because people like people don't know who they are, and like if we ever have listeners, I want them to know. You're like right. I want to paint. What? How would you describe this group of people? Because I I might be able to articulate how I would describe like I think their status in the school. Yeah. But I think well, at that time, in, like, fifth grade, like, what would you describe you guys as? That was certainly, like, part of the – that was uh, certainly, a, like, a, a group of those friends, like Cody Lambert, Cody Loft, uh, Justin Flippo, and I – to a very less – I was very – definitely the bottom rung of this, this friend group because – we were friends in like elementary school, right? Right. When nobody was anybody. And then as you get into middle school, you know, people start going into sports or whatever. And yeah, that's what these differentiates kids did. And they started guys. becoming more popular. And then like the other ones that didn't go into sports, like Nathan Greist or Cody Lambert, went into band. And that became its own popularity thing. So like they all became like really popular in their own right in a separate group like they they certainly i mean like cody loft and like justin flippo maybe were like some of the most popular kids yeah movies, i think i would say i think definitely i always remember thinking that group 
You know, it's weird. I never knew you were at the bottom of it. I always just saw you included in it. And I always thought you guys were, like, like cool, kind of. You well, guys were I all, like, say... not all, but you guys were pretty much, like, funny. Like, I remember always, Class if I ever guys. heard you guys talking about something, you know, or laughing loud, I was always thought it was funny. Yeah, it was certainly a fun. I think the only reason I feel like I was on the bottom was because I was instantly out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. friends, and I'm not. So, like, I was obviously on the on the bottom of the on the runs there but it, it was because cody loft lived in that in like right outside of lawrenceville so i would walk across the street and go down to his house and hang out but brandon allison was by far the biggest outcast and i as a part of the friend group uh did a did a thing that has i've that's always been iconic to me but is honestly really mean oh cody oh. loft and i uh Cody, I don't remember what night it was, but Brandon Allison also had been very terrified, openly vocal about how afraid he was to like be there and be away from his parents. Really? Yeah, and they were like making fun of him. I didn't like. I didn't. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember uh, partaking in that because I too was scared. You know what I mean? So like, I I hope that I didn't, but I can't say for sure. But what I did do was, along with Cody Loft, smuggle in my arm in my jacket. I, like pulled my arm sleep my arm up into my jacket sleeve and then took one of the dining hall plastic cups okay back to our cabin and when Brandon Allison fell asleep we filled it up with water and made him piss the bed by putting his hand in it did he actually piss the bed and he did he actually pissed the bed <laughs> yeah he actually oh pissed the bed oh my god and he was on the top bunk i remember and i do remember that that was like something that we hadn't thought about <laughs> so like the person that was underneath had to move beds as well um did you guys get in trouble that, no because we didn't like you know we weren't like you know he peed the bed and we weren't like we did that <laughs> like you know until we got until like months later and then we, we we claimed credit for it but no we didn't get in trouble but he he obviously uh that's so he, dude that's traumatizing for brandon allison i know I know. Oh, God. <laughs> and we thought it was the funniest fucking thing to ever happen. Oh, I would too at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If I was a part of that, I would laugh for, like, years. We ha Yeah, I would still laugh about it to this day if I, you know, if I could, at the, at the like, you know, 10-year high school reunion, maybe I'll bring it up. <laughs> I won't. I'd be like, remember the one we were friends and we made Brandon Allison piss at Camp Wilson? But I don't want to really talk to those people anyway. Yeah, I, uh, my experience, like, I didn't really know anybody that well in my cabin, and I didn't really like them, like, any of them. And I wasn't really fond of Courtney Pearson's dad. He wasn't like my dad at all. He was pretty lame, just seemed like he just right. drank beer and fucking grilled. Like, he didn't and he's have. Like a stick in the mud Republican. Yeah. Like and I just. I just wanted to, like, I would see everybody else's groups and be like, that looks so fun. It looks like they're having a great time. Like, this fucking sucks. And I remember right. the first night we were there, like, I was an only child, so I was used to having, like, complete privacy shitting and never having right. to hear. Have, and then just so scary having five of these random people I just went to school with in, like, the small cabin with me while I have to go in and fucking take the ultimate shit. Mm-hmm. Because the nasty ass fucking bacon they served us on those spinning <laughs> Jenny things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they are. Lazy Susan. Lazy Susan. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I remember scary it. to take shits. We had bathroom issues in the Panther cabin too. Oh, also, I guess just for posterity, I should throw in there our chant was Panther hoo-ha-ha, of course. Um, and, and we, I had, I truly, in my core, I had nothing but Panther pride because we had oh like, my God. You know, like daily competitions of like who kept their. You know, they would announce, like, every day at breakfast, like, who kept their cabin the most clean or whatever, and they would win, like, the golden plunger or, like, something like that. And the very first day out of the bat, Panther has suffered a massive defeat because all three of our toilets or however many toilets we had, they were all clogged. So we did not win the golden <laughs> plunger. And this is one of the iconic things I remember about Ali Ollery's dad is he taught us all how to use toilet paper. No. <laughs> he went in there and he's like, guys, like I know, like you know, these aren't like the, he's like these aren't like the toilets at home. Like you're gonna have to use less. Like you know, roll off maybe this much, and you know you can fold it up like this. We had the exact like talk. This. I'm pretty sure we had like the exact talk from Courtney Pearson's dad. <laughs> I love that they fucking had to teach us how to use toilet paper. So fucking funny. But after that, it be, we did end up at some point, I remember winning the uh, the golden plunger. For what? Uh, after having all, for getting our, you know, for having the cleanest cabin or whatever it was. Because that was like one thing that they would do every day. It'd be like, oh, yeah, who gets the golden plunger? And it was, you know, what the fuck ever. But that's the kind of lame shit I was into because you could choose... We, we were able, from what I remember, we could, like, choose the things that we did. And, you know, because we went horseback riding one day. And yeah, there was a day I where, was like, there Some people that. went, like, rock, like, climbing up the, like, rock wall. Like, I didn't do that kind of stuff. I went on the root beer hunt, you know, the root beer walk. I did that, that kind of shit. But um, I think we all did the same thing just on alternating days. Yeah. Or maybe there were, like, choices. But, like, I think that there were sort of choices. Remember. But I yeah, remember, I, I left, but... like, I maybe had, like, a day or two. It was like we had a day, and then we were leaving the next day, like, the next morning. Yeah. And I just so couldn't what do did, it. How did, what did you do? How uh, did you leave? It was so obvious to me, like, today, and I'm sitting here feeling like, oh, man, that's so sad. Like, yeah. like they all they knew what was, like, I was, like, fibbing, but I was just like, oh, my stomach really hurts. Oh, my God. And then it was this big thing, and they came to the cabin at night after dinner, and they were like, how serious is this? They're like, do you want us to call your parents? And I was sitting in that like that cafeteria where we ate with nobody else yeah. in there, just one light on, and me <laughs> and this other teacher. It was really like intimate. One of the teachers at Northwestern, or somebody from Camp Wilson. It was one of the teachers from Northwestern. And do you know who it was? I'm I don't curious. remember. I don't remember. No, but I was just like, yeah, I was just like, I just, like, yeah, can you call my parents? And then I, like, got on the phone with them, and they let me talk to them in private. I was just like, I want to come home. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> and my parents were like, no, they're like, RJ, can you, like, stick it out for just a day? Like, it's rain. It was, there was a terrible rainstorm this night. Terrible. Oh and they're like, they're like, okay, like, well, I was just like, no, please. Like, you have to go get me down. They're like, all right. And then I made my parents, they took them, like, I don't know, like two, three hours to get there because of how bad the rain was. Oh my god! Well, and it was in Bell Fountain, right? Like a little past Bell Fountain. 
She was already like 40 minutes to an hour away from Springfield. Yeah, so, yeah, and they drove all the way there, and then I came home and ate a box of cereal and felt so much better, and then went to went to bed. It was great. Not not a <laughs> box of cereal, a but like a bowl. It honestly sounds so nice. <laughs> like, yeah, I did not like want to be there. I don't regret comforting. leaving. I felt a little embarrassed, but I did not want to be there. I feel like the only th- did you get to go horseback riding because that was I my did. favorite part. I did, and I think the only thing you might have missed is Jason Hennigan's incident when what? he was bucked off of his horse. Oh, I heard part. about that. No, I, I saw <laughs> I saw it at school. He had this big injury. Oh, so I, I it's replaying in my head in slow motion. <laughs> you watched it happen like front yeah, and center. Cause he, yeah, because he's like I I mean he's like way up there. Like I mean, there's at least like. I'm like, it's so weird how the human brain works. Because I swear to God, dude, I was just there. <laughs> and I'm like, try, I'm like, all around me, I'm at Camp Wilson. I'm on my horse, and I'm trying to visualize how many horses there are. And I'd say there's at least seven. And Jason Hennigan's up there. And Jason Hennigan's dad is not too far back, because his dad was one of the chaperones. And we're, I'm walking, blah, 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 plotting along. And all of a sudden, up there, there's like, you the you had to like walk your horse under a like a tree branch or whatever and it wouldn't go and jason just did like what you're supposed to do and like you know kicked it on the side or whatever you know to be like go on yeah whatever you do and the horse got pissed and just went whoop and stood up on its hind legs of course jason's like fifth grade so he just falls right the hell off and the horse takes off the most iconic part because, uh, like, obviously everybody sees Jason Hennigan fall off of his horse, but the most iconic part is Jason Hennigan's dad back here who suddenly turns into a fucking cowboy. He's like, hey! <laughs> and he just fucking, fucking oh my with his horse, just fucking darts it up there to check on his kid while all of, like, the Camp Wilson people are swarming in. Oh, it was so iconic. And, of course, you know, he got you know, luxury treatment because he fell off a horse. But, you know, he obviously he wasn't injured that bad. But that Brandon Allison pissing the bed and Jason Hennigan falling off the horse are, like, the two biggest These memories. These are s- such wholesome stories we're remembering right now. Like, I can't remember <laughs> the last time I thought about this fucking place, dude. I know. I love Even it. though I left early, it's just, like, I have very wholesome memories of it. I think it's a really cool thing to happen. Now, Washington, D.C. might be another episode probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because that was a whole other beast that I stayed the whole time for. And I was a bad kid. Well, we're certainly leading into a great topic for next week. I'm oh, dying I can't, I can't wait. I'm dying for that one. Now we've got like a whole week at least to like remember memories. <laughs> yes. This was just a spur of the moment. We had a whole other topic planned, but yeah, now that, I guess that's, that's just going to go two yeah. weeks down the road. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting we'll put do it. on the list. <laughs> it's getting put on the list and we'll get to it i guess because camp wilson something must be going on at camp wilson because why would we just randomly think of it i have no clue i can't even 15 remember years later what ha- what brought camp wilson up i don't either like i feel like we're all the only I, well and it's it's pretty bad that we're only 53 minutes into recording and we already can't remember what <laughs> made us bring this up I mean, you have a Why discussion for, like, 30, this? 40 minutes, you know. I don't know how long it was, but it's just, like, I think that's normal to be like, what were we talking about that led to this? Right. <laughs> we got so far in. 
good discussion, though. Fond memories of Camp Wilson, and you know how I hope they do reopen so one day we can ask them if they misled us about the root beer. Yeah. Because maybe they just... Maybe they, honest to God, were just like, we're going to make sassafras tea, and sassafras is in No, beer. I have the root and beer. And I man. just heard root beer. I, no, I remember them hyping up root beer the entire time. Be like, this is the root used in root beer. Like, we're going to go make root beer after this, guys. You guys right. looking forward to like to hype us up to get through this fucking treacherous walk we had to do. Oh, miserable hike. Yeah. And, and we had to be, and we had to get there, and we're like, why I just don't understand like if we get them on the phone I want to be like so why like build up the expectation that you're going to be <laughs> drinking root beer when you know every kid is going to be disappointed <laughs> when it tastes like dirt and mushed up in a cup like it tasted so bad I don't remember it tasting that bad I don't think I drank Well it tasted might... a lot like tea it just tasted like tea leaves and water and that's I don't like that I know you like tea you like coffee you know you I like do. things just like brewed in water. I don't like that. I love it. I love chicken broth, beef broth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just heat up some water, drop in a bouillon cube, and I'll be good. God, you sound like the people. You're you're the opposite <laughs> of the people I had to deliver to in the hospital. They'd be like in renal failure, dying. Oh I'd like come in and be like, here's your dinner, and it's like a little bowl of chicken broth. And they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, I'd be so happy. I'm like, really it's guess. your, I'm like, it's your meal. Oh my I god! I food. I'm like, well, you're on an all liquid diet. I'm sorry, but this is all you can have before surgery. I can't believe like they let dying. a high schooler do that. I know it was ridiculous. Of course, I fucked over that job by just mailing in my badge with an Obama sticker in it because they didn't let me have the day off to sing for the president. Sometimes, folks, you got to be lenient with your employees because if they're going to sing for the president of the United States. You told them that directly? Like, hey, I'm going to yeah. be singing for the president. I need this day off. And they're like, no, like, you I have just, to come in. Yeah. I was like, I unexpectedly just got the chance to sing for the president when he comes here, like, on Thursday. Can I, but I'm supposed to work Thursday. Can I have that day off? And this is on, like, Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, and they said no. And I get it. I get like, I get why they said no, but come on, like that's have one a... of the times where you have to be lenient. You didn't really slack at that job, did you? No, I was a fine employee, but they lost me that day. That would be another good episode too to remember stories specifically from that, or maybe just an episode dedicated to uh, um, the hospital in Springfield. Right, Springfield Regional Medical Center, where I was born. Well, Community Hospital is where I was. Yeah, born. I wasn't born at Springfield Regional. Right. We could talk about oh, the history of the community hospital. You know. <laughs> you guys are in for a wild treat. The history—it's actually—it's honestly an interesting little yeah. tidbit. It's honestly interesting, but <laughs> we're going to tell you about the history of our <laughs> local hospital <laughs> of a town that neither of us live in anymore. Just a small town boy from Appalachia. Stay moat. I'm just a small town boy from Appalachia.